no matter how lonely you feel sometimes, you will never be alone. There will always be an amazing person in your life willing to give you a hand. What's going on, everyone? Emily Avati here. You are listening to episode 274 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course... Have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am chatting with Deanna Flores. She is the captain and quarterback of the Mexican national flag football team, a world flag football champion, and the newest addition to the global ambassador roster at Under Armour. I have been wanting to sit down with Deanna since last Super Bowl when I caught wind of her story, as did hundreds of thousands of others thanks to a viral NFL commercial featuring her putting the moves on a whole bunch of celebrities, showcasing not only her unbelievable talent and athleticism, but also her sports. For those of you that are unaware, flag football is actually really big in a lot of countries that aren't the United States. And now as of 2028, It is coming to the Olympics. That's right. The first time it's going to be a sport in the Olympics is in 2028 in Los Angeles. And to say that Deanna is excited about that, well, that would be a major understatement. After becoming familiar with Deanna's story, I knew I had to get her on the show. And today she gives it to us all soup to nuts. She talks about getting involved in sport at a young age, skipping things like dance class and gymnastics to favor picking up a football. She gives us the rundown on the difficulties that came hand in hand with choosing a male dominated sport and playing on a woman's team where she was the youngest person on the roster. Now, getting the opportunity to know Deanna through this conversation, it is no surprise to me that not only did she thrive despite her age, but then she became the quarterback and to this day, taking that passion for sport and using it to help ignite a flame within other young women, knowing that sometimes in order to be her, you have to see her. And Deanna, well, she's stepping up to the challenge. A huge thank you to Under Armour, her sponsor, for connecting us for this conversation. She's in a global campaign that's launching tomorrow for UA's Heat Gear collection, something that I lean into a lot come the winter months. Definitely check it out. I will link it in the show notes. As always, make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And if you're not yet subscribed to the weekly Hurdle, get in on the action. It's all of the same stuff that you love about the show, plus motivation, inspiration, gear picks, and so much more delivered directly to your inbox. I'm making it easy for you. And the best part, it is absolutely free. So again, the link to subscribe is in the show notes. And while you're there, when you're reading the weekly hurdle week after week, don't be afraid to leave a comment. I love connecting with hurdlers over on Substack. So let's get a good conversation going. With that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. 
Today, I am sitting down with Deanna Flores. She is a Mexican flag football player. How are we doing today, Deanna? I am so happy to be here with you today. So thanks for the invite. <laughs> I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You said that you were at practice before and it was a little bit chilly, which isn't necessarily what I think about when I think about Mexico. Um, I know. I know. Everybody thinks that it's always super shiny and warm here. But no, today was freezing in the morning. I trained from 6 a.m. in the morning to 9 a.m. So yeah, it's kind of a little hard at that time of the day. <laughs> Someone hears you say that you train from 6 to 9. That insinuates that you're a morning person. Would you say that they'd be right? I think that I'm used now to be a morning person, but if it was up to me, I love to sleep. I mean, <laughs> much rather stay in bed. Well, I'm so excited that we're able to sit down here today and chat a little bit. I became familiar with your story like so many last year when you made headlines and hit our TV screens during the Super Bowl. Talk to me a little bit about how life has changed for you since gaining a little bit of momentum about a year ago? Well, this year has been a dream totally from the beginning. Um, after winning the gold medal last year, everything started to change so, so fast. Then the Super Bowl commercial, it was an amazing moment, not only to me. I have to say, I, did, I never imagined something as big as that could happen one day to a Mexican girl who fell in love with a very American sport in Mexico City. It was a big step forward for flag football since it was shown at the biggest stage in the world, but also to have the opportunity to remind the world how the power of sport can keep empowering women, can break any kind of barriers, cultural barriers, gender barriers, at, and at the end of the day, sending a message of unity and love through sport has been the biggest blessing to me. So exciting times. And I just feel so blessed to be part of this momentum and this movement of change. Yeah, we'll dive into talking a little bit about that momentum and the movement in a little bit. But I do want to start us off by asking the question that I'm sure you get all of the time. Why flag football? What drew you to flag football in the first place? <laughs> Why flag football? Well, I started playing 18 years ago when I was eight years old in Mexico City. And the reason I started was my dad. My dad used to play tackle football uh, when he was in high school and a little bit in college. So he was the one that introduced me to this amazing world. He took me from ballet and gymnastics and dancing to this new sport. And I totally fell in love with it since the first time. I think it was, I don't know, the magic of the teamwork, synergy. It is a sport that has been challenging me during all these years to always pursue the best version of myself, but also challenged me to go and to do things I never think I was capable of. I don't know. It just gave, gave me the opportunity to feel like me, the real me on the field. That's really beautiful, the way that you talk about team. Do you remember your first introductions to team and what that relationship did for you? My first introduction, well, um, when I started, it was a different time than 
now. Fluffable was not a well-known sport, so we didn't have a lot of opportunities to practice it. I started at the age of eight, but playing with girls that were 16 or 17 years old because we didn't have youth categories or girls teams or anything like that. So that was the way I could practice the sport. So I became being the youngest girl on the team. And it was challenging. I feel so blessed and happy to have not only my mom and my dad, my family that supported me, but also a coach that trusted me since the very first time. I think he saw just something on me. It, I don't know if it was just um, determination or passion or joy for the game, but everybody on the team really trusted on my capabilities, even if I was the youngest, even if it was harder some way for me to compete against the older girls. And I think that trust and that belief from others just helped me to step forward for myself, to uh, prove others, but prove myself that I was capable to do anything I wanted. So that's how I started. And at the age of eight, a very young age, at the age of 10, sorry, I became um, quarterback. And that's when my journey, my journey and my compromise with this sport really started. Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's got to be like being six to eight years younger than everyone you're playing with. Aside from maybe your stature, would you say that there were other difficulties about being the youngest person on the field? I think that helped me to grow in a mental part faster than if I was were in a different situation. It was to learn to be disciplined since a very young age, because I knew that the only way I could earn a spot on the field by was by um, being the best doing something. So I had to find my strengths instead of, of focusing on my on the things that I didn't have or the things that were harder for me to fight with the fight like with the other girls. Those lessons I could say had helped me during all my career and had shaped me to who I am today. So I think for me, it was the lessons of discipline, um, resilience, to have determination and mentality. Mental toughness, for sure. Would you say that today you're the kind of person that's hard on yourself? I have to say that's something I'm working on. I feel that as an athlete, um, you always focus so much on being as much perfect as you can be um, because that's the only way you can keep improving because you have to keep moving all the time so yes for sure that's something I'm working on I'm working on being more empathic with myself which I've improved a lot during all these years I'm working on knowing that we're all humans and that we all we all have mistakes and that it, it is okay. And that important thing is just to how you react to those mistakes and what you do after them. So yeah, I think it is a whole process and I am proud to, to see how much I have improved. I was listening to you talk about coming up and being the youngest and having to be disciplined and work extra hard. And I can't help but think that a younger version of yourself when you were going through the motions of trying to prove yourself, especially then transitioning to this quarterback slot, uh, probably really could have used the wisdom and the advice that you just dropped on having compassion for yourself. Yes, yes. Since I started, as you said, being the jungas, then 
being the youngest again at the national team years later at the age of 16, it, it was tough because I remember I always had this feeling of proving others, proving others that I was capable of, proving others that I belonged to this sport that I've heard during all my life, no, it is a sport for boys. You are too young, you're too small. You're going to get anywhere through this sport, all those no's. So very like long part of my life was about proving others. But then after years and experiences, I have realized that it is not about proving others. It is about proving yourself. It is about finding your why. Why do you do what, you, what you're doing right now? What's your reason why? Is it because you love the game? Is it because you love representing your game? If, is it because your teammates, your why? And that just helps you to overcome all the obstacles in life and helps you also to find the best version of yourselves. It is about proving only yourself. Yeah, yeah, really showing up for yourself and knowing your why is what's going to help you keep going during those hard times. I know a big part of your why is not only your teammates, but your family. Talk to me a little bit about your family's role in supporting you as you've come up in sport. <laughs> my family, my family is my everything. They have been the ones that have supported me and trusted in me since the very, very first time. I can say that they are the ones that have been pushing me forward, even in, on my lowest. I remember seeing my mom, my brother, my sister at every practice since I was little. Even my dad, after uh, he got out of the job, practicing for a half an hour more after training, teaching me how to throw the football. All those little, little things that have shaped me. I am so grateful with them. And today they are, as you said, another reason for me, another why for me, another extra motivation to just um, keep keep growing, keep finding and shaping the best version of myself. So, When did you know that you were going to put your focus solely on your sport? It was a long journey and there are many reasons why. One of the biggest is the lack of opportunities as a female in the sport, especially in the world of football, flat football. When I started playing this sport, I, I already told you, there were not a lot of um, teams. We didn't have a lot of opportunities even to grow, not only as an athlete playing the game, but also as a professionist, as a student, there were not a lot of opportunities. Um, I feel so lucky and blessed that years later, um, I, I, I got to be one of the first female flat football athletes to earn a full scholarship by my college to keep pursuing my, my dream as an athlete, but also um, to have a professional career. And um, I would say there, there was not a specific time that I decided I'm going to put everything on this because it has always been, nothing was like secure and still isn't. I just feel blessed to be happy until now, to keep doing what I do, to keep being part of the national team for the for, for the past 10 years, to be able to finish my professional career, to be able to be studying my master's and to be ambassador for the NFL and IFAF right now, uh, helping to grow the game, not only on the field, but outside the field. So there was not a specific moment in time, but just situations, pretty much life that have uh, 
given me the many opportunities to keep giving back and it is it is only passion i i am so proud and happy to see where we are today in terms of the growth of the sport in terms of how many girls now are playing flag football flag football is now an olympic sport for 2028 that's the biggest dream ever not only for me but for all the flag football community in the world but i keep also dreaming big and looking forward for all the opportunities that are yet waiting to be open for the next generations so they one day can pick this sport yeah i uh i love your excitement over flag football becoming an olympic sport where were you last october when they made this announcement oh i was <laughs> i was in indianapolis actually for for work i travel for work there and i remember they had this meeting in in mumbai i i think it was but in indianapolis it was like 3 a.m in the morning when they were voting so i turned my laptop on and i was watching all the um session online i waited until 4:30 a.m in the morning just excited to hear it, like officially flag will becoming an olympic sport and it was because it was such a special moment because we have worked on this for so long i mean all the people that was involved in this of course all the players worldwide that keep doing this sport as great and amazing as it is but also the NFL IFAF we have been working on this for more than a year now going on meetings and a lot of things so to hear it by first time being officially on the Olympic calendar <laughs> it was just amazing What did that work look like? You talk about, you know, being diligently involved in this process. What did it look like that build up and that effort for you? First of all, growing the game, growing the game um by bringing awareness not only in my country but in the states and worldwide. Then um I got to be part of this process with the IOC and the um Olympic Committee of of LA. um to kind of talk about the sport and see how how flaffable could look like in a late 28 so it was a lot of that and that's why i say that when you get to see all the people involved in this to make it possible to all the people that trusted and and um yeah trusted in this sport and in the future that it holds it just made me feel super blessed and grateful. Yeah, totally understandable and such an amazing accomplishment, so exciting and clearly bringing that awareness to the sport. A huge part of that was that commercial during such a major moment here in America. Talk to me a little bit about that process and how it felt for you when you got that first initial reach out like, "Hey, we have this thing that we're thinking." Well, So, one day. Okay, I've been ambassador for the NFL for the past year now, year and a half, something like that. So, I was kind of close with them, but one day in December last year, I received a call from from Team Ellis. So, um and he was like, "Hi Diana, how are you?" And I was like, "Okay, hi, how are you?" So, um here is Team Ellis and I want to talk with you um we are planning about the Super Bowl commercial for this year and we wrote the story about you 
Um, and we were wondering if you would like to be part of this Super Bowl commercial. What can you imagine receiving one call one day? I was at home and I was like, is this really, is this, is something trying to make a joke with me or stuff like that? Of course, I say yes, like just yes, right? The second after. And then I started to talk with Marisa Solis, who was another, who was this, who had a, like a big role planning all of this. Um, he has also um, Latino roots. So it was super special because we know, we knew the importance of showing the culture in that, in that commercial. And we knew all the people involved, we knew that the message behind that spot was super powerful. It was a message of women empowerment, as I said, of unity, of breaking barriers. So it was a very, very special moment to be part of that. Yeah, I cannot even, I mean, I've had emails come through that kind of knock me off my seat and are exciting, but an email like that, that's not one you get every day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so special. So I know that a huge part of the campaign and also the work that you do is this concept of striving for more, right? Looking for more, uh, seeking equality and also educating others on your culture. What does the concept of strive for more really mean to you? Hmm. Well, for me, I've always think that everything we do um, has a bigger impact than for yourself. Whenever you're doing what you're doing because you're passionate about it, um, has a, a bigger impact to the people around you. And the fact that I've been lucky enough to find my passion, I know that there are probably a lot of people out there, a lot of women that haven't find their passions, either because they are on that journey or because they think they are not allowed to live their dreams, you know, because, because of society, because of the rules that we kind of have yet that have to be broken or because they haven't seen somebody they can feel related with that keeps that light of dream burning inside their hearts. So for me, um, that's, that's my why also. I've been lucky enough to have amazing people through my, my, my journey that have pushing me to, to achieve all my goals, to achieve my dreams. But during all my life, I never had someone to look up that looked like me, someone that I feel related with. I grew up watching the NFL. I grew up um, learning from these amazing NFL players, NFL legions. But I always felt that I didn't belong. I almost felt like an intruder to this, to this world. So right now, to be able to be somehow uh, that person others can feel related with, that seed of inspiration or motivation for them, just makes me feel super blessed because this sport changed my life. And I never dream about this. And not because I didn't want it to, but I never 
thought it was possible. So right now I just think, wow, like where are all of these next generations are gonna get knowing that this is possible, that this already happened. So that's that's the most important thing to me. Your excitement is contagious, Diana, and it also beckons the question uh, just because you can make it look easy, which you do effortlessly talk about the joy that you have being a role model for other people being this source of inspiration, just because you make it look easy doesn't mean that it doesn't come without challenge. So as a follow-up, my question for you is, is there difficulty that comes with being the first here? Well, yes. I feel that since I started my journey years ago, I learned the power of no. No, this sport is not for you. No, you're too young. No, you're too small. No, you're not going to handle the pressure. No, 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 no. Um, But to embrace that power of no have helped me to... Um, how can I say it? Like upgrade my power of will. So I feel that that has helped me to overcome all of these challenges in life. But not only that, as I said, I've been lucky enough to connect with amazing people coming from, of course, my family, my first coach, but also my team um, at Team Mexico. Um, we created something super special last year, winning the gold medal. And after that, amazing people at the NFL, at IFAF, and now Under Armour that had helped me to achieve all these dreams and somehow pave the way, not only to me, but for the next generations of women and the women that are already um, building their careers or building their dreams. So um, yes, it has been challenging, but also what can I, I can tell you what I have learned is that no matter how lonely you feel sometimes, you will never be alone. There will always be an amazing person in your life willing to give you a hand. Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsor at Element. Element makes no BS electrolytes with everything you need and nothing you don't. It is science-backed and it cuts out sugars, fillers, gluten, and other dodgy ingredients that are in a lot of those sports drinks you're reaching for when you go to your bodega or your local market. As much as I love drinking my Element before, during, and after my workouts, this time of year, I cannot get enough of their chocolatey flavors after dinner. That's right, Element is now my go-to dessert. I make a cup of hot water, I pour in a stick of that chocolate caramel Element, I top it with a little coconut whip, and wow, five calories, so delicious, and I'm taking care of my body while seriously indulging. Talk about the perfect stocking stuffer. I know right now we're trying to think about what to get everyone on our holiday lists, and uh, I'd say that this is a safe bet. 
Of course, we have an awesome deal for the Hurdle listeners. Head on over to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get a free Element sample pack with your purchase today. Again, that address to get your freebies. Head on over to drinkelement, drinklmnt.com slash hurdle. I love the concept of the power of no and owning your no, especially because oftentimes when we own our no and say no, maybe to things that don't feel right for us, it opens up all of these other doors. It opens us up to be in alignment, to pursue the opportunities that really excite us. I'm sure since not only winning that gold medal, but then of course, as we spoke about this Super Bowl commercial, there have been many inquiries that have come your way, opportunities to collaborate, uh, interview requests. I mean, the list goes on, right? So how have you been able to stay true to what's right for you with this influx of attention over the past year? Well, I think first, staying true to myself, to my dreams. And as I said, and I'm going to repeat it, to stay true to my why. What, why I do what I do. And to be aware also that all the actions we have, all, everything that I do is for something, for a purpose bigger than me. You know, being at the Super Bowl commercial, it has a bigger pr- purpose. It is not only about being in the, that spotlight. To be offensive coordinator at the Pro Bowl games, showcasing flag football at the biggest stage until now, it had a bigger purpose, you know? So it's just, it just made me feel blessed to be able to be part of those moments where I know that I have something valuable to give. Either it is my experience um, or my passion or the love that I have for the sport to create something way bigger later on to be the first um, flag football athlete to have items at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Again, it is for a bigger purpose. It was breaking or opening that door for the next women that are going to have their jerseys later on the upcoming years um, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I think staying true to myself and knowing that there's a bigger purpose, that To all the people I connect with, they also know this. I mean, either where it is my team's Mac, my teammates in Mexico, or all the allies that I have got during this journey, we all connect with the reason why. And for me, that just create and make possible the impossible. And that's the way we're able to create magic in different fields create magic in different fields. And what an amazing opportunity to be that coordinator for the Pro Bowl. How was that experience for you? It was amazing. Imagine I got to be offensive coordinator for the AFC and Peyton Manning was the head coach. I know Ray Lewis was the defensive coordinator. And I have to tell you that I've admired Peyton Manning since I was little. I remember I used to watch NFL games with my dad, watching him playing and trying to learn, you know, from him and everything. Um, I remember even when I was 14, one time I I, I went to um, or Dior Lands to the Super Bowl 2012 um, to play the National Football Championships. And, you know, there is um, this 
they call it Super Bowl experience, like an expo with NFL players and things like that. So I was there with my family. And suddenly I started to to listen, like people saying like, Peter Manning is here, Peter Manning is here. He was there for a press conference or, or something like that. So I started running with my dad through all the expo, like just run dad, let's go. Starting to find him. And when I finally found him, he was living. Like literally he was like waving at the people. I remember just staying there, shouting his name, like Peyton, trying just <laughs> to have, you know, like a look from him. And I couldn't, I remember at that moment I started crying. My my dad told me like, don't worry. Maybe on the future, you're going to have the opportunity to meet him. So I'm telling you this story because now you have like context on how amazing it was to know that I'm, I was not only, uh, I didn't have only the opportunity to meet him, but to work with him. And he was super open to hear my ideas and to, to learn to, how I felt this sport and how I learned and how I I looked at the sport of flag and we created something amazing together. It was just an amazing, an amazing time also to be able to connect with all these amazing guys, the NFL players. They were super professional. They were super excited also to play flag football by first time. And I think that's what made that moment so magical. <laughs> so cool. I'm going to pivot a little bit and I want to talk about where we were heading before about young women in sport and girls in sport. I'm going to read you a statistic. 43% of girls who once considered themselves sporty drop out of sport after primary school. When I read mm -hmm. that for you, how does that make you feel? Sad. Sad because I know Yes, it is a is it is a reality, and somehow I've been through that also, um, growing with my teammates when I was little, and then right now knowing that I am I am the only one that still plays flag. Not almost none of of the um players that I grew up with kept playing the sport because again. We didn't have the opportunities. That's why I said I feel super lucky and blessed to be able to um, to reach or to find those opportunities that had helped me to be where I am today. But I think it is something super sad because it is not because of lack of talent. It is not of lack because of lack of uh, passion um, or compromise. It is because of lack of opportunities. Um, on one hand, it makes me feel sad, but on the other, the fact that this is something we are, um, talking about more and more, this is a topic that we all are putting on the table more and more. I think it is somehow helping to create one awareness and second opportunities to let people know that. Yes, we have lots of things to change, but we can all start from ourselves and supporting women's in sport to know that we have a bright future, no matter the sport it is. We have a bright future and we have showed up in the, in the recent years, like breaking records of assistance and all these amazing things. So I, I, I am excited to think that this is only the start for a brighter future for women's in sports. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting, especially, you know, coming off of the heels of the U.S. Women's National League soccer championship game was one of the most attended games in recent history. Just so special to see women finally getting the attention they deserve. But that attention has arguably been around for a while. It's really like the dollars behind women in sport that can be such a barrier, at least for professional sports, right? I know that the statistic I cited was talking about young women in sports. So it is so special that so many young women now, they are getting the opportunity to turn on the TV and see women that not only represent their interests, but in many cases look like them. You talked so eloquently about so many of your role models from a young age being men in the National Football League, right? A very different example than the one that you are setting today. When you are reached out to by young girls, whether it be over social media or email or when you're out and about, how does it feel for you for these people to tell you that you're inspiring them to show up and show out? It is a biggest blessing for me. Um, As I said, only to to be able to be part of this of this movement of change that we are all doing for um women's in sport and i feel super blessed um to 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 connect with with people as i said that have this mindset also back in august i i joined uh the under armor team as global ambassador um that was something as i said i never i never imagined could be possible for me. And the reason of this partnership, it it didn't ju- only started because of the rush of the Super Bowl or the gold medal or anything. It was because they knew also the importance of representation. They knew the importance of opening opportunities, of giving the platform, of giving a voice. And that's, I feel that that's where we all have to start. I mean, if you open more opportunities and you give the platform to the to the um athletes that are now paving the way in their respective sports then you're you're going to start building from there down you know then you're going to build awareness you're going to build interest you're going to give them an opportunity to make a living from from the sport they love then you're gonna bring more opportunities for women to have scholarships to pursue not only their dreams on the field but also as professionists then you're gonna build opportunities for women in high school to find their passions then and it goes like that so um i just feel super grateful as i said to be part of this movement and super excited to to see what still is yet to come How does it make you feel when you read the criticisms over flag football? I know that I was even scrolling through your page before we hopped on this recording and they're coming to you and they're telling you right where you are exactly how they feel about flag football, not just as a sport, but it also making the Olympics. You know, my my thoughts are wait until you see it. You'll (laughs) love it. I mean, I know that's, that comes from um, the lack of knowledge about the game. It is because they haven't been close to it. They haven't seen it at the biggest stages. They haven't seen it, seen it at the screens. And I think it, it is kind of a normal thing to expect when a sport is, is, 
started. It's been like the first time it is it is starting just to getting to get into this um, major uh, platforms. So um, for me, it is only a matter of time, a matter of um, more people having the opportunity to connect with the sport and see um, how fun it is to play, how fun it is to watch, and and that it is even if it is very similar to football, because I know that's a comparison most of the times people do, um, it is a totally different sport. If I had to describe it, yes, it has the best of football, but in a more condensed style. It is faster. It is about agility. It is about creativity. And the, the best thing for me, it is that it is such an inclusive sport. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter your your strengths or your qualities, you will find a spot in flag football. So I feel that allows more people to feel related with flag football athletes because then you have a bigger spectrum of um, athletes in there. So for me, it's just a matter of time. I'm super excited to, for the people, for the world to see the greatness of this sport. I love your optimism and like your approach to that. It's not like, screw them. It's like, just wait and see. <laughs> you're so <laughs> you're so kind to them. And I really appreciate that. I think it says a lot about who you are and your approach to life as a whole. Uh, with that said, uh, there have been more eyes on you specifically over the last year as you've taken on this role of really being an ambassador for your sport and speaking of the great things of flag football and, of course, uh, encouraging women to take on sports. With that said, uh, what's been the most difficult part of the past year for you? Mm, the most difficult part, personally, to find a balance between everything, a balance between um, spending time with my family and with my loved ones, with my friends, and also um, keep working on my career as an athlete representing my country because, you know, as an athlete, this never stops. You have to always keep, like, working and um, improving. And on the other hand... um, to be this ambassador or make this job as ambassador the best I can, trying to um, bring awareness to different parts in the world about the sport, um, being everywhere and just jumping from one country to the other during these past months. I mean, um, it has been super exciting and, and amazing, but sometimes you need to to find this balance between everything. What has made that easier as i said is to to find the correct people around me whether it is my my as i said my family my team at smack um my teammates um under armor team the allies at cabo now we have a partnership with them that are focused on bringing um awareness of wellness um you know all this ha- all these people all, all, all these entities have their purposes that somehow aligned with the process I'm living <laughs> right now. So it's it makes it easier to also make the, the right decisions for that bigger why. And and that's why I feel most grateful for it because somehow the objectives of the people I've met 
aligned with mine. And it is just a matter of making the right connections. Surrounding yourself with the right people is a huge key for you when it comes to finding balance and maintaining balance. When someone goes to your Instagram page, they see a very happy, athletic flag football player, someone that is so proud of not only being a warrior in her sport, but paving the way for young women everywhere. When you look in the mirror, Diana, what do you see? Hmm. I see I see a passionate woman <laughs> that is on her personal journey to build her best version as an athlete, as a woman, as a professionist, and that has the dream of bringing this seed of motivation, bringing the seed of or planting, I can say more dreams in other in other little girls in the future female leaders and uh, i just i just see a, a woman that is compromised to this mission that feels grateful to have amazing surrounded by amazing people <laughs> you mentioned your masters before what's uh what are you studying um right now i am studying innovation for enterprise development <laughs> Casual. Just like throw that on your tab. <laughs> what do you see yourself doing with that? Um, to be honest, one of my biggest dreams I have to say is someday helping to make a professional flat football league come true. So that women that me can make a living while playing the sport we love to keep breaking barriers and just bringing down th this um, big gap between males and women's in sport. So that's a dream to me um, that I hope to accomplish in the next upcoming years. So I hope that everything that I'm doing right now as an athlete, as an ambassador now, talking about my masters, I know that all these little, little pieces are going to come together at some point at the at the right moment. So um, I'm, I'm just looking forward for it. And in the meantime, just asking life, just making sure I, I get ready <laughs> for when the next opportunities knock the door and to be able to keep giving back and create something bigger with the people around me. I think you're doing a really great job of it. Right now, you have an opportunity, Diana, to tell yourself, a younger version of yourself, give her a piece of advice, knowing what you know now, thinking about the journey that you've been on. What do you tell your younger self? To my younger self, I go tell her, um, do never forget that you're powerful that you're strong and you're capable to do anything you want. Do not listen to the people around you that wants to bring you down. Do, don't, do not listen to all those no's. Do never let the world make you doubt of yourself because you're powerful and that power lives in your self-confidence. Just keep working hard, keep 
feeling passionate about what you do because I promise that life is going to become even bigger and brighter than what we ever imagined. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you for someone that feels as though life is getting them down, that people are telling them a lot of no, they are struggling to find that light. What advice do you offer them to maybe get their chin up a little bit? What advice I could give them? Um, First, listen. Listen to your heart. Listen to what makes you feel excited, to what makes you feel happy. That's the answer, no matter what it is. Um, Stay true to yourself. Stay true to that purpose. And I promise you that whenever you're feeling that you don't know the way, whenever you're feeling that you're not going anywhere, just trust on that, trust on that dream you have. And sooner or later, you will find, you will find the answer. It comes in different ways. You just have to, to keep positive. You just have to make sure you keep your mind open so you can see those opportunities or those or the people that is in your life to help you to achieve those goals. Never doubt on yourself and dream big because dreams come true. I love that idea of keeping your mind open, right? Because there will be moments that it feels hard and that you quote unquote fail. But if you keep your mind open, then you're allowing whatever happens for you to come in. You're allowing yourself to show up and to dream big and to try new things and know that whatever happens next, it's all going to be okay. Diana, I'm so happy that we're able to find the time to make this happen. Tell the hurdlers if they don't follow you just yet how do they follow along with you how do they keep up with you um we can stay connected through instagram i am like diana flores 33 flores without the o um tiktok the same the same username <laughs> i'm looking forward to see you there <laughs> i love it i'm over at emily abadi and at hurdle podcast another hurdle conquered catch you guys next time <laughs>